The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. A man named John was sent from God. He came for testimony to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to testify to the light. And this is the testimony of John. When the Jews from Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to him to ask him, Who are you? He admitted and did not deny it, but admitted, I am not the Christ. So they asked him, What are you then? Are you Elijah? And he said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. So they said to him, Who are you? So we can give an answer to those who sent us. What do you have to say for yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the desert. Make straight the way of the Lord, as Isaiah the prophet said. Some Pharisees were also sent. They asked him, Why then do you baptize if you are not the Christ or Elijah or the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water, but there is one among you whom you do not recognize, the one who is coming after me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to untie. This happened in Bethany across the Jordan, where John was baptizing. The Gospel of the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. These are the words that the church puts into our mouths as we would offer the entrance chant for this third Sunday of Advent, this Gaudete Sunday, which takes its names from those very words. Gaudete in Domino Semper. Rejoice in the Lord always. And we rejoice because the Lord is near. We rejoice because Christmas is just eight days away. We rejoice because the end of our mortifications and our trials, our penances and sufferings draws closer and closer with each passing minute. And it's meant to give us joy. The very presence of the rose-colored vestments on this weekend, the, the recall and the refrain of the scriptures to rejoice and the continuation of our Advent candle drawing closer to its conclusion are all visible signs and auditory signs for us. To lift up our hearts. But if we live the liturgical seasons as we ought. It's not something that we have to force. In fact if we, if we come and we simply live the life of the church. There should be a natural joy that rises within our hearts. As we come to this weekend. Because in our heart. We know that the Lord is coming. And the Lord brings with him joy. It's not something we have to force. We don't have to force a smile upon our face. But simply by the presence of the Lord coming to us, something naturally changes within our heart. It's not forced. It's just reality. When we experience the Lord, we are changed. Our second reading today from St. Paul to the Thessalonians He speaks to us important words. May the God of peace make you perfectly holy. The one who calls you is faithful. 
and he will also accomplish it. One of the things that I think is one of the greatest unknown truths and unknown teachings and beautiful teachings of the Second Vatican Council is what the bishops refer to as the universal call to holiness. The bishops recognized, especially in that day, even more so than today, I think, that there was a sense in which many have an idea of holiness as something for someone else. That holiness is for the bishops, or for the priest, or for the religious sisters, or those that go to daily mass, or those that pray the rosary a little bit more often. But certainly holiness is, is for those people. And the bishops, in no uncertain terms, said holiness is a universal call. Every single person is called to holiness. Every one of us. It's not for a few. It's for all. If we don't want to be holy, it means we don't want to go to heaven. Because that's what holiness is. Holiness is simply being made like Christ. And that's what going to heaven essentially is. Is being conformed more and more deeply to Jesus Christ. Sometimes whenever we think about holiness, as we said, some, the, the temptation is to presume that it's for someone else. Or even if we do accept it, that it is a personal call to holiness, that I am called to holiness. We struggle with it. Because let's be honest... Who among us is perfectly holy right now? I know I'm not. <laughs> I go to confession weekly for my own sins. And I certainly hear the confessions of others frequently as well for the same. We're not perfectly holy yet. But God will make us that way. If we allow him to. The Lord God comes to us. And he says, I want to make you holy. But the problem is that quite often we ourselves get in the way. I try to make holiness something that I do. Something that I muster up the strength for. But whenever I muster up the strength, I rely upon myself. And in my pride, I fall. But when I turn to the Lord and in my weakness say, I got nothing. You do it. Dramatic things happen. Conversions happen. Miracles happen. Because the simple reality is that when the Lord comes to us, his desire is to make us holy. It's we who make it difficult. The only thing that we need to do to be able to become holy when it comes down to it are three simple things. Persevere, persevere, and persevere. Because quite often what can happen is we go and we, and we try to, we have a resolution to do some good. I'm going to pray more. I'm going to, I'm going to go to Mass more regularly. I'm going to go to daily Mass. I'm going to start praying the Rosary. I'm going to do X, Y, or Z particular practice to help me grow in my faith. To become holier, as Father keeps talking about. And then we go and quite often it happens that we'll, we'll keep it up for a week, maybe two weeks, maybe three weeks if things are going well. But inevitably, what usually happens is we kind of we fall off the wagon. And then we get discouraged. And then we quit. 
But the thing is that the Lord encourages us not to quit and certainly not to be discouraged, but to persevere. And indeed, in persevering, to rejoice. Because the simple reality is that the Lord God comes to us and he desires our sanctification. And he just wants to have us show up to let him do it. To continue to place ourselves in the presence of the Lord is to continue to place ourselves in the presence of the one who actually does the work of making us holy. (coughs) To show up here week after week and to pray in the presence of the Lord at Holy Mass. To pray the rosary at home. To pray as a family. To spend time with the scriptures. To have your personal time for prayer. To come to spend moments of quiet in the chapel or in the church or in the adoration. And whenever we fall. And whenever we recognize our weakness. We come back again and say, Lord, you do the work. I need your strength. I need your grace. And the Lord will come to us. Perseverance is the key to the entire Christian life. Because every one of us will fall a thousand times and more. But if we rise a thousand times and more, ask for the grace of the Holy Spirit, and resolve to begin again, the Lord can continue the work. The Lord can give us the strength to keep on trying. Even though in our eyes it may seem useless, worthless, pointless. In so many ways, the Lord continues to call us and he says, Rejoice. I am near. I am not far from you. I am very, very close. Keep going. Keep striving. Don't give up. Quite often it's been said that the moment we give up is the moment that we were about to be And the transition to the place that we're desiring to go. We're right at the last step. And then we call it quits then. Perseverance. It's the only thing that we really need to do when it comes down to it. Because the Lord does all the rest of the work. The same as we simply rejoice in the Lord's presence. Not because we have to do anything, but because he comes near to us. When the Lord draws near to us and we let him draw near to us, we become holy. We become perfect, pure and blameless, spotless in the sight of the Lord. And there's no greater joy than that. To encounter the Lord Jesus, not with sin in our heart and fear in our minds, but with peace, with delight. That the Lord looks upon us and sees one like himself. One conformed to his own life, his own heart. So as we come today on this rejoicing Sunday, we ask the Lord to strengthen us with his grace. To keep us free from all discouragements. To fill us with joy at his presence as he draws near to us. And help us above all things always to persevere.